This podcast is brought to you by LTASex.com. Live, laugh, love, LTASex. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors, the podcast where we teach you what it really takes to have a perfect relationship. I'm your host, Jerome Stewart Nichols, sex educator and creator of LTSX.com. You know, those glossy Instagram selfies look great, but they don't tell the whole story. There's a hell of a lot that goes on behind closed doors that makes strong, healthy, and sexually satisfying relationships. From the basics of communication and fighting fair, to full-time DS relationships and navigating the politics of polyamory, Behind Closed Doors offers you the expert advice and first-hand experience you need to get and maintain the relationship that's right for you. To keep up with the show, visit ltasex.com slash Behind Closed Doors for links to everything regarding the show. Subscribe to Behind Closed Doors on iTunes or Stitcher. You can keep up with me on Twitter at NotJeromeStewart or on Tumblr at ltasex.tumblr.com. Oh, and as always, if you have questions you want to answer or have some feedback about the show, uh, send it to me, Jerome at LTASX.info, J-E-R-O-M-E at L-T-A-S-E-X dot I-N-F-O. But enough of this shilling bullshit, let's get into the sex and relationships. Hello again, everyone. How are you? Yes, I'm pausing and waiting there for you to respond to me, even though... I'm aware that I can't hear you. Um, welcome to another episode of Behind Closed Doors. As you just heard me say, I'm Jerome Nichols, your host. Uh, welcome to this week's episode. I'm kind of actually happy to be getting it out on Thursday like it's supposed to. Um, but other than that, it's actually a surprising episode, I will say. Uh, the <laughs> the topics of this episode are something it, we're, we're dealing with polyamory. Uh, we're dealing with uh, non-monogamy and sort of the politics of what do you do when a poly partner leaves your life and comes back, or when a poly partner leaves your life but comes back to only one of the people you know in in my relationship that is. Uh, in, in the show we refer to him as Muscle Pup uh, but you know one of our former uh, partners who's been away for about 2-3 months now um, just popped back up and while it was great to hear from him it brought up a lot of uh, feelings for both me and Bubby that we needed to explore uh, and in this episode we do that and I think it is surprisingly honest because we're both sort of coming from different places. Uh, if you listen to the show a lot, you know that he is my submissive. I'm his dom. Um, I'm a little bit older than he is. And that sort of puts us in these weird power dynamics where, like, when he gets something, he wants to make sure that it's okay that he has that thing. I don't want to refer to a partner as a thing, but it's like that connection is the thing that he's getting. Uh, and you know, if they're coming back for him and not me for him, that's a problem for me. I don't know. That's what we talk about in the show. Uh, 
so I think it's a really good episode uh, to listen to, especially if you've been through a situation like this or um, are new to Polly, uh, or you could possibly be coming up with something like this. It is, it's something I had never considered until we were actually in it. And I think that is really telling about um, the complexity of this situation. And uh, we try to deal with it with some sort of tact and, you know, per use. So uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's a very good episode. I just finished listening to it to do my little intro up top. Um, but as always, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash keep it sexy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash K-E-E-P-I-T-S-E-X-Y. Uh, and your support there means the world to me. Uh, right now, I'm pretty much only doing audio and video because writing takes so much fucking work. Uh, for the past couple of years, I've been having trouble writing I'm better at talking so um you know right now as I'm working a lot and not uh, having a bunch of time these methods of like just talking via podcast which takes like a total of two hours um between like recording each piece and putting it all together and putting it up it takes about two hours per episode um as opposed to writing an article which could take like 12 uh so right now I'm putting a lot of focus on these uh, less time consuming ways so if you want more of these podcast episodes or if you want me to have more time to get back to writing um, then donating to our Patreon is the best way to do that it gives me the opportunity to say you know I'm going to call off work today and I'm going to spend time working on LTA sex or you know I don't need this second job anymore so I'll spend that time working on LTA sex um you can donate, you know, a dollar a month, two dollars a month, five dollars a month, and there are great uh, gifts that you can get for doing that. Uh, you know, on top of you know all the great content that LTA Sex offers. So Patreon.com/slash Keep It Sexy support the show. Um, make sure to check out stuff on LTAsex.com. And I guess I'll stop vamping now, and we can get into the sex and relationships. God damn it, Truffle, shut up. I love you, I love you, you're furry, but why are you squeaking so much? Is she thirsty? That's how she gets when you take her water bottle away. That's how loud she is. Oh my god. It's not like when you touch her water bottle. She's fucking horrible. I love her, she's a sweet bitch, but she, Jesus Christ, she sounds like somebody trying to murder her. Remember the other day I was trying to get her to squeak for you? That's what she does. She breaks the fuck out. But never on demand. Because she is not your fucking performing guinea pig. She will. She's a bitch. Just like you. I know. Why did you like it so much? She hates you. Shut up, she loves me. <laughs> Don't do this to me, man. Don't do what to you? She loves me. Does she? Yeah. Does she really? Yes. She tells me things. You're telling me that a guinea pig talks to you with its human mouth? With its guinea mouth. 
With her guinea mouth? Yeah. Okay. I believe you 400%. Okay. Will you get the fuck over here? Also, where's the bag at? Yeah, so I'm now annoyed. No, I haven't. I was actually feeling pretty good when we were watching TV, and now I'm feeling grumpier. Whose fault is that? Um, emotions are no one's fault. I think that's a good response to that question, but a response to what you wanted to know might be that it's not anyone's fault in particular. However, um... I'm experiencing the, experiencing the emotions of annoyance in response to you um, getting upset about that joke a few minutes ago. Because, like, I feel like I feel like you took it more personally than you should have given that you're the one who opened the box to that sort of joke I recognize that for you for me to say kill yourself which of course I wouldn't say in public but like in the privacy of our own home where we deal with those things and you know your suicide attempt didn't just happen to you like it happened to your body but it happened to my heart I had to watch it happen so like I say kill yourself you say I already tried and I say look at that you're just so bad at everything and then you get sad yeah because I'm still will you get over here Still learning to deal with that. Learning to deal with what? Learning to deal with that kind of those kind of emotions that go behind that. It's really I'm sorry that I annoyed you. Yes, I got offended. Yes, I know we were both joking. But it's touchy. For me, uh, that's my own fault. It's not you. That's the shit I'm working on. Okay. I'm still testing around people that talk about cutting. And joke around about it. So I think it might be time for you to learn a new word. To help you like in the long run. And that word is trigger. Do you know what that means in this context? The gun? Yes. It is the thing that initiates a thing. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Like so we talked about me pressing this M button here triggers an M to show up in word. Which one's that? Oh, M. Yeah. Yeah, just anybody. Right? So, that's that's what a trigger is. And for a lot of people who have been through traumatic stuff, 
um, there's this thing called a trigger and it brings up feelings of that trauma or feelings that are related to that trauma. It brings up memories or feelings or thoughts that they don't like. Is that them? No. This is what happens when you experience trauma? Yes, that's just what happens. Um, Not everybody gets it. And so me stopping around the house sometimes is a trigger for you. Yes, you being blindly angry is a trigger for me. Because you said it was like your mom. Yes, it was like my mom. She treated me like I was evil. And like she would just like walk around the house all the time and be mad. And like be throwing things a little bit. And just like... I'm a kid, so I can't really say, Mom, you're you're kind of, like, stomping around the house or, like, you're making me feel, like, really small in a space that's supposed to be ours. Like, I can't say these things. Yeah. So for you to do that now, it scares me, and I don't like it. And that's what I told you recently, because I figured that out. And I'm glad you were able to tell me, because now I know. I'm glad I know now, not, too. Yeah, I'm sure. Is a trigger also something that you're okay with talking about yourself, but when other people talk about it, it's like... It It can. That's what that was. It can. Sometimes it can make you feel exposed, and that's the feeling that you might have experienced there, where, like, you can joke about it, but when when the reality is coming from someone else's mouth, then it becomes like a... Yeah. It's too close to you, you You dealt with it in a way that you could by saying, you know, I did. But what yeah. you weren't ready to deal with was I the didn't other think part. You, I didn't think you were going to say anything. Ah, uh, you weren't expecting I wasn't to expecting you. To, I thought it was just going to move on. And like, we'll just start doing whatever. That's why it upset me. is because I wasn't really expecting you to respond or say anything. Well. And so you did and it was, and then that happened. That thing. I think for you, when it comes to joking with me, um, I think this is something you should know about my um, growing up. I, my family was very bullying, but in sort of like a way that a lot of times it was meant to get you to be stronger, Right? They were pushing your limits, testing your boundaries, testing your grit. And in a lot of ways, it makes me strong because I'm able to deal with a lot. But um, sometimes it went too far. But one of the things that I I got from that was the ability to spar with people in words. Mm -hmm. I can. I'm not great at like putting people down or whatever. Um, But I am really great at getting a good comeback that'll get a laugh i'm good with a a strategic a yeah a rebuttal like i'm I, i'm a sniper when it comes to words and like a fight so like that'd be like when someone says oh what are you a sissy like they're kind of joking but they're kind of like, i'll be that honey give me a call i'll see you later somebody called me a sissy no, I'm saying like that's what your family that, did? Yeah, that would like be my response. Sense. There's a rebuttal for everything. Oh. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. So when you make a joke with me, you need to expect and be prepared have, for a comeback. Do you have ammunition? At all times I have ammunition. And it's not because I keep ammunition. 
It's just because I can make it up real quick. I can three D print it in my head. My mom was like that. I never, I could never do that. That's because you're slow. Yeah, she was really good at it. Her and my. It's probably it's probably what they did to each other. Her and my aunt would go back and forth, and I was just like, I don't know where you get this. It's so funny. (laughs) I I can come up with funny things sometimes, but not like they just. It's what it reminds me of. And that's essentially what it is because that is what my mom and her brothers and sisters did together. And then, you know, the nieces and nephews, you know, their kids did that. And then I was the one who, for a long time, I wasn't good at it. I was a little bit slow. Right? And I'm still a little slow. With some things. Yeah. There are just, like, some concepts. If I don't know the concept... Then I just can't do it. I'm not anyone. No. There are some people who can just do shit. And like you can't do anything without knowing everything. Me? Yeah. Personally? Yes. Like you just stand still. Just and for me, <laughs> I, I'll i move. And I'll figure it out as I go along. Because no. I know the general steps for almost everything in life. Like, if I need to do something, I know the general steps. I know the direction I need to go. Yeah. So that makes me prepared for a lot of stuff. I have no idea. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to wait until something happens. Yes. My submissive little baby bear. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now I feel a little better hearing... Or understanding what it is that happened just then. Because before I thought you were just being a little punk bitch. That's why I get upset with you sometimes when you get like... Your feelings hurt. And I think that's one of the that's one of the same things from my family. Where like... Why are you being such a little baby? And that's part of my mental disorder is like... It's hard. It makes it even harder... Yeah, and for me, it's like... I know that doesn't make sense. You have to be mentally sharp. I don't like when I'm not mentally sharp. I actually um, hate it, and I feel bad about myself when my mind doesn't work. I feel really bad about myself when I say the wrong thing. That's a trigger for me. Yeah. It causes me to, like, spiral out in fear a lot. Wow. But anyways, it's not what we started to talk about. But it is something that is important to say, I believe, on recording. Oh. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi. Behind closed doors. And now we're recording. Good job. I've been trying to sneak and get in, like, so you don't know, so we can just talk. I have um, no idea. And I'm proud of myself, because I don't know how many minutes we are in now. Hmm. Um, but the reason why we wanted to talk today... Actually, let me step back for a second. I think that what we just talked about, the triggers, and is important. Not because of what we talked about personally... Um, because everyone's going to be different when it comes to that. But I feel like the process of what just happened 
of us talking to each other is an important skill that people need to learn. Because, like, for a lot of people, that would have turned into, like, a gigantic fight. Oh, yeah. Because it's hard for some people to say, I'm being silly, first of all. And it's good that you were able to say that. I didn't like that you were dismissing your feelings, which is why I chased you about it. No. Um, but... Because I knew that, like... Okay, I am being super very sensitive to everything right now because I'm depressed. We just a talked about that. Bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you, Fuck bitch. Fuck you. What's your bitch ass? I love you. <laughs> um, Finish what you're saying. I think that. Um, You know, I know that I'm very sensitive right now because of the kind of depressed state I'm in. We just recorded that episode about how we were feeling the other day. Yes, for once we're actually recording a podcast, like, before it's supposed to go up. But that's because we got a good catalyst for a conversation that I thought we should have on the podcast. And also, I needed time to think. And we love you. We love your listeners. I hate you. I hate everyone. Everything sucks. I mean, I do too, but... Never mind. But the fact that we take time to hate you... Means means that we love you. Yep. You can't hate something that you never loved. Is that... won't touch you like that. Is that psychology? It's just sort of how humans work. You have to be touched and be vulnerable to hate something. But I'm not a human. It has to strike something within you. It's sort of why homophobes are usually gay and... Um, yeah. you know, people who are like anti-abortion feel like they made a mistake, often feel like they made a mistake with the choices they made in their lives, or they, you know, had stu- super restrictive parents who didn't allow them to make their own choices, so they're like, why do these whores get to make their own choices? I hate myself. They're, yeah, it's like a lot of the stuff. That sounds so petty. It does sound petty, but it's really like trauma. It's all trauma. It's like... They were abused. They had, like, these crazy helicopter authoritative parents who never allowed them to feel their feelings at all. So, you know, when they had their feelings, they had to be really strong and really harsh and fight really hard to get them validated. And they um, get sort of their thrills or their, their, their they find peace in making other people fall in line under that authoritative model. Like how Bobby gets... He's from being a helper. It's, yeah, it's like a thing from your trauma. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways. The brain is interesting. Yeah, I was actually listening to another podcast earlier today about how I never understood how, like, physical abusers, like, how that cycle goes about. Yeah. I'll explain it to you later, but from what this woman was talking about, it just seems so simple. And it sort of gives you a a bit more of an understanding of what those people go through. Nice. Because it's actually pretty terrible, even though they're being terrible to other people. Um, <coughs> so the reason, <laughs> um, you know, we wanted to come talk today was we had an incident. And, you know, from that uh, Mr. Potato Head incident, we're not going to say um, what's-his-face's name. But we will say, um... Puppy friend. Puppy friend. No, that's so nondescript. 
if he's gonna be around, we should give him like a cool moniker. Poison. No. Let's call him. Mommy's boy. Not mommy's boy. No. Why? No. Um. We can call him Muscle Pup. Muscle Pup? Yeah. Okay. So, our friend Muscle Pup, (laughs) who is a uh, partner of ours, Uh, he had been around for a while, a few months ago, and he sort of disappeared on us. He sort of ghosted us. We saw him one day, and then something happened, and he had to leave early, and then we just sort of never saw him again. Uh, (coughs) Apparently today, he contacted Bubby uh, to say that, you know, to explain, you know, why he left and whatnot, and Um, To say that he'd like to hang out again. Bubby's the one who got that message, so I'll let you go ahead and explain how you felt or how that went down. Um, okay. So, you know, earlier this afternoon, like you said, I got a message on Instagram, one of those direct messages, which are really fun on Instagram. It's a new feature. Newer feature. And this is tech news tonight, <laughs> with only on LTA Sex. Continue. Um, and <clears throat> we're gonna move this microphone okay. to get it a little closer to you. Okay. Because it's way over on my side. I apologize if this makes noise in people's ears, but you know what? This is. Sex and relationships as an edit is humanly possible. (laughs) So go ahead. So earlier today, uh, I got this message um, from Muscle Pup. And, you know, it was pretty generic. Like, hey, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I I was, I didn't really believe it at first. Because, like, I scrolled down on my phone and it was... Like, hey, you got a message from Muscle Pop on Instagram. And I was like, what? No. No, I haven't talked to that bitch in a while. And, um, it was really shocking, honestly. Um, lots of feels. Um, is that it? I mean, that's basically it in a nutshell. Okay. Um, it was a lot of feelings because he just kind of left. And I know we really liked him and seemed really cool. But... 
I trusted what you said when you said that, you know, well, you know, maybe he'll come back or whatever. But I, even if he never did, I was glad that he showed us that Steven Universe song. I feel like that's what got us started, like, talking and whatever. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not talking as much. But, um... I'm reading the conversation, which I hadn't read before. Okay. Is this puppy conversation? <laughs> okay. Now you're kind of more filled in. Yes. Okay. And it brings up more feelings. So this thing happened to you. I'm sorry. And, you know, he comes to work and he tells me about it. And I was really nervous to tell you about it. And he was really nervous to tell me about it. But I know it was right then to do. It is very sensitive. Because I felt... I have... You remember how I just said a few minutes ago, which... You know, sometimes these episodes work out really well. Um, talking about things together. Yeah. Um, but you know how I just said that I have one of my triggers is like saying the wrong thing and it freaks me out. Yeah. One of my anxieties is, you know, to say the wrong thing. Yeah. One of the reasons I was so sad when he left was because I wouldn't have the opportunity for him to know that I was a cool, fun person. Because I said the wrong thing and scared him away. It's okay. That was my anxiety about it. I don't mind if people leave my life, but I don't like when they leave my life because of something that I've done. Um, I had a friend of mine a while ago who was... We had a relationship similar to mine and yours, but he, we weren't dating. Um... And I was very mean to him because he was shutting down. And I just could not comprehend why he was so weak. So it made me attack. Um, That's what my family did. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up losing him. And I still miss him a lot. He was important to me. The friend. Yeah. And so, when this happened with, like, Zach, it brought up a lot of those feelings again. I know I wasn't, like, mean to him. And I tried to make him understand that everything I was suggesting was, like... Optional? Yeah. I was just trying to, like, inspire him, I guess. Yeah. Because I could tell that he was sort of... Flailing. Yeah, trying to figure out what to do. And I felt like because, you know, he ran away that I clearly didn't say that well enough. I don't know if that's true or not. It's kind of neither here nor there, really. But... It still brings up feelings. It still brings up feelings. Because you seem more upset about it now, like, visibly, than you did when I talked to you about it. 
And that's what I was afraid of. Yes. And I will tell you why. I don't like not being liked. Makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like... Being... A fifth wheel? A third wheel suggests that I'm useless, but a fifth wheel is sort of just like a spare. It's not that I need to be getting, like, attention or care or love or whatever at all times. I'm not that focused on myself. But I am cognizant of what it means for people to be interested in me. And I could always tell from the very beginning, even before any of the pressure came on, quote-unquote, that he was more interested in you. And that... I guess sort of hurt my feelings. I felt left out. I understand that. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not angry with me. Why would I be? I see it as a normal response to be would to be angry at me because I'm the target of his attention. And it's like you said, you don't have to be like the center of attention, but you're the one that introduced Muscle Bob. That's always been my thing, because I know personally I'm not great. We at talked finding... first. I introduced him. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and I'm not great at finding partners. I feel personally like I'm taking someone away from you, and I'm not trying to. Like I'm not even trying to. You're not taking and... him away from me. He's not mine. He's not a possession for himself. I know. Can I say something really quick? Yes. It's part of the whole equal share thing, like how my head works. It's a part of that. That's why Everything needs to be equal, otherwise you don't feel loved. Otherwise it feels out of sync, and it feels fucked up. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he's not a possession. He is a... He's a person. Autonomous human being. Yeah. And if he prefers to spend his time with you, then that is what he can do. I don't have to like it. It's not my job to like it, but it is my job to respect it. And respect it, I will. I also respect that there will be times in this polyamorous relationship of ours where... I won't be someone's cup of tea. Or I won't be someone's cup of tea immediately. Or I'll never be someone's cup of tea. And I won't either. And vice versa. 
But we love each other. We do love each other. And I recognize and accept that, you know, in those situations, that may mean that somebody that I meet and introduce to you might stop being in a relationship with me because... They don't like me? No. Or like, you know, they might stop being in a relationship with me because they like being in a relationship with you more or, you know, we have a falling out or... XYZ, right? There's lots of things that could happen. Like, lots of possibilities because you're opening yourself up. And our relationships are distinct. And I don't have to, I don't think they should have to be dependent on one another. Now, in my, that's my logical mind talking, I should say. That's not my emotional mind talking. My emotional mind wants. For everything to be equal. In fact, I want to have more than you. Because I ne- that was something I never got, really. What? Like, I had more stuff. Than me? Or in no, general? No, in general, as, like, oh. as a kid. Oh, oh, okay. I had more stuff, but I never felt like I had more stuff. Is that a pride issue? No. I think it's a vanity issue. I think it's specifically dealing with my cousin Kimberly. She got... She tended to get, like, the better version of stuff that I wanted. Like, I never got a Game Boy, and she did. I never got a Sega, and she did. She got that Dreamcast? No, she had like the this is sweetie. We were bo- she's born in eighty five. I'm born in eighty seven. We are now talking about a Dreamcast. I got Dreamcast. <laughs> we're talking about a Genesis. We're talking about a Sega CD here. Okay, we're talking about Game Boy One that looks like a VCR cassette. That's what these are. These are the systems I had when I was a little kid. I played Genesis. Yeah, that one's just fun. Atari. No, I'm not that old. My mom had Atari. You had Atari. It's okay. You're old. Listen here. I had a regular NES. I have two of those at my house. No, you don't. You don't have a house. This is your house. At my old house. You had two of them growing up. You have them no longer. They are no longer yours. Hmm? Anyways. So your emotional mind says everything should be equal? No, my emotional or mind says I, I should more. have more. Because you're the dom or whatever? Or just because you're No, you? because I want more. I want to have the... The thing that I want, not second prize. I was often told to, like, suck it up when I didn't do... Or when I didn't get the thing that was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. But I want what I want. So that's my emotional mind. You want I'm not Honestly, yes. But at the same time It's just like whatever. I feel like it's no longer 
his affections are no longer God this feels horrible to say inside of me but I'm going to put it out just because it feels horrible to say um, they're no longer a prize because they're not new and I've been without them again so it no longer feels new and thrilling I'd be happy to have him back in my life as a person who's here with me but I've moved past that initial infatuation part yeah so I've said a lot and we're going to move on to a different topic um, further along in this that is connected to what I just said but I'd like to give you a chance to reply to these feelings that you're hearing because um, on some level I feel like I'm a bad person for saying these things And I'd like to get an outside perspective on what you're hearing come from my mouth. Because these are a lot of things I've never expressed anywhere before. Are you lost for words? trying to put your words together listen here I words are hard I get it um I don't think I can relate to you in this case which is weird because normally I'm really kind of dumbfounded (laughs) I can normally relate to people with things like this, and I'm sure that I had a similar feeling at some point, you know, wanting something that's better than yours, and, you know, feelings that go along with that, as you explained, I don't remember I, I can't come up with an event out of anywhere that's how you relate to other people's feelings you relate to something you felt partially it's kind of complicated oh my god I'm so interesting and so I'm complicated s- oh my god I'm Lana Del Rey oh my god where's um, my flower crown she doesn't wear a flower crown that's where's so... my fucking tiger they, she killed that tiger for lunch that day. She probably used the fucking, like... She probably choked him out with the flower crown. No, she probably used the fucking, like, rocket launcher bullshit she had in the High by the Beach video. And killed the tigers? Yeah, fuck Cecil the lion. What happened to Cecil the tiger? She probably named it Tony, because she's all about that branding bullshit. Anyways. Coke, Pepsi, Cola, pussy, woman. Um... I'm I'm really sorry, honestly. I understand the emotion that you're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. I don't know know the word for it. I have a word for it, and I don't want... I'm very embarrassed to say this. What is it? It's a biblical thing. What is it? Coveting. 
Coveting. What's Coveting. Where's my phone? Where's the phone? Give me your phone. I don't know where my phone is. And I think it's coveting. Coveting. That sounds like something I do. It's just a word I've never used before. It's part of like the commandments or something. What is the definition of coveting? Was it going to say that Okay, so, according to Google Now... I want to see if it'll do it. What is the definition of coveting? Covet, yearn to possess or have something. Yearn to possess or have something. In the, it's talking about like coveting what your neighbor has. Synonyms, desire, yearn for, crave, have one heart set on, want, wish for, long for, hanger after, hunger after, thirst for. Even with all the they have, they covet the wealth of others. Yeah, that sounds right. That's what I thought of. That sounds right. That, you that made particular me remember phrase. a Bible thing and I hate you. You should love me. I use Bible stuff all the time. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You're a heathen. Didn't well, you yes, hear that guy at the library? I am a heathen, however, I was baptized. <laughs> that means shit. By my own fruition, by my own choice. That means shit. Yes, it does. Baptism doesn't save you. Yes, it does. That's it some... cleanses my soul. It's fucking water. It's a fucking hot tub. Listen, it's... just because I was bathed in a tub where I'm pretty sure the pastor had been fucking somebody in like a couple hours before. I mean, do you get it was like a hot that tub. spunk in your eye? It was a hot tub. Mine was a hot tub, too. Uh-huh. Like glass wall? Uh-huh. Did you wear a robe? Yeah. And then no panties on. I ain't got no panties on. I ain't got no panties on. I ain't got, got no, no panties, panties on. on. In, In the, the ball bapti- pit. Baptismal. Baptismal. What the fuck ever. I don't give a fuck. 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 I don't fuck with you. Yes. Um. I mean, I fucks with you, but you're the only person I fucks with. Um. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm coveting. Yeah. Which right. is why my logical mind does not allow me to. It actively works against that. Yeah. Because I'm Cause like, that's a like, stupid thing to feel. And at the same time. Maybe you should be looking at it from a net or a neutral standpoint. I mean, you and Judy <coughs> always say that things are like clouds, motions and thoughts are like clouds. And while that is a valid feeling to have, you know, maybe see it as nothing more, it's just a feeling, which is part of why I don't, which is why, like. Even though I was feeling like dejected, rejected, um, when he reached out to you and not to me, um, I also made sure to say out loud that I thought it was cool for you two to hang out because I recognize that is the just thing. That's not what you want. 
it is what I want. What I want is justice. <laughs> Silence, justice. Yes, Esmeralda. Exactly. Yeah. That's why she speaks to me so much. Yeah, that bitch. She's great. She is great. I want justice. I want justice for for because like, I feel like it's so shitty when people are like. Or like we'll talk about polyamory particularly. I I think it's so shitty when when people are like, they don't want me, so you can't have sex with them. Wait, what? In like polyamorous relationships or non-monogamous relationships, yeah. when the partner who's not desired by the outside partner, let's say, yeah, if if the intention was to go in like together, they feel sort of like jealous or rejected so they don't want the other part person who is desired to go and enjoy that i recognize that that is something that you know two people two people can agree upon so that's yeah. not <coughs> sorry that's not i don't want to shame anybody if that's the way you want to set up your relationship but for yeah. me i feel like i should never make a rule that restricts somebody from having a beneficial experience and that if i have a problem with that beneficial experience then i should just mind my fucking business about it does that make sense it makes sense but i don't think it's fair this is where my mind comes in fairness fairness. and justice are not the same thing i know that's this is the point i'm saying (laughs) you're saying this way and you're saying what you said and this is this is an example of how our brains work differently. This is where my brain comes in. You mean I'm white and you're wrong? <laughs> go away. <laughs> Just go away. I love you. The accuracy to that statement has never... I thought you were going to say you were free white in 21. You were close. I am free white and now 28. You're so old. Would you get your hand off my ass? No, it's soft. I know. Mm. I pretend like I don't like it, but I like it. Ding. I do. That's where my brain kicks in with fairness. And it's like, oh, wait. You know, you've had partners that have left or moved away or etc. That doesn't seem fair. But then I'm like, wait, you had your friend and I didn't. And then they moved away. So it it ends up balancing out in my head, I guess. But that's how my brain works, too. And I think I feel justice s- is so important to me why you watch How to Get Away with Murder. No. I like drama. I'm a drama bomb. (coughs) Justice is important to me because I don't know why. But I know that I'm trying to avenge myself when I get justice for other people. So it's almost like living vicariously. I in am. a way. I am. 
I want other people to get out of their bad relationships and to fix their bad relationships with their parents and to um, get the sex they want and to have a great life because I often feel like I didn't have the opportunity to reach my full potential so I want to help other people reach their full potential and through that find some sort of peace how do you not feel you reach your full potential because I could be so much more I think you're being hard on yourself I am being hard on myself but you know what somebody has to be I coasted through a lot of my life and I still coast I'm lazy slothful and I want to do better and there's nothing wrong with that but look at all the cool stuff you have done and look at all the people that you've have met and been able to help and you know hopefully inspired that's awesome that's way more than most people do in their entire life and you're only fucking 28 you're right I know it's I call awesome. you fucking old a lot and I'm not saying again I'm not saying you're wrong because you are right someone does need to push you you know, that you're right. But you're being hard on yourself. Honestly, as I've not had a full erection in over two weeks, I wish I could be hard on myself. <laughs> I, mean, I wish I could be hard inside of you. That's so sweet. I know. I mean, Happy Valentine's Day. Here's a bouquet of hard dick. My dream. My dream. Yeah. Okay, back to the polyamory stuff, though. Um, I think it's interesting that you can't understand that. What? The emotion that you're The coveting. I, and I know I've experienced it. Like, I, I've had to have. <coughs> like, I don't think there's any way I could not have. I'm a jealous person can be are I you just, jealous or are you envious I'm envious what's the difference I don't know the difference envy you want something someone has jealous means you're scared that someone's going to take something that you have envy hmm? envy envy hmm. and jealous sometimes yeah. it depends which which one happens more often? Uh, it depends. I don't know. It would be have to be on the situation. I get flashes of jealousy, but envy sticks around. Yeah, that makes sense for me too. Look, I want to be able to know what you know with computers. We made really good beer choices today. That's really done. Fantastic. But back on the topic of polyamory again. So now I want to talk about the com- the actual conversation. Okay. Reading that conversation made me 
it made me a feeling a complex it gave me a complex feeling under the umbrella of sad but sad is not the word i'm looking for of sad it's more in the realm of like despondent uneasy hurt your tummy queasy didn't make me queasy it's like unsettling unsettling it's like reading bad news you already knew Because he wants you. And it reinforces my fear that I said the wrong thing. things and it also makes me feel rejected yeah I think those are the two feelings that come up there Did I stick up for you as much as I could? There's no need to stick up for me. Maybe that's not the right way to put it. I don't know how else to put it. I talked about you, I thought, a bit. There's no need to. It scares me. Who either like me or you won't. But I want everyone to get along. Who said we wouldn't get along? I don't know. I don't have any other experience with it than a bad experience. I don't want to relive that. I don't want you to relive that. Ever again. Relive what? Mr. Potato Head. Oh, Mr. Potato Head. I don't want you to ever go through that again. Which is fair? It's... But Mr. Potato Head is not Muscle Pop. I know. He is not mean hearted. He's not angry. He is one of those like harmless puppies. Look at Chihuahua. No, chihuahuas are assholes. They really are. They're the devil. No, he's like one of those gigantic puppies who looks like they could bite your head off, but they only open their jaw to, like, yawn and eat kibble. Hercules? Yes. Just like Hercules. Not Zeus. Gigan- no, Zeus will bite your fucking Zeus head off. Like face off. Hercules, on the other hand, he's like, eh. Whatever. You're I mean, cool. I'm bigger than my dad, but, like, pet me. I need a better robe. And Zeus has always been very temperamental. Yeah. He's just a baby. 
even when he was a baby, he knew who he liked and he didn't. And he accepted me probably because my mom accepts me. But other than that, he was basically like, you are not my family. (laughs) You are not my humans. I hate you. Why are you in my house? That's fair. That's that's how he feels. I feel that with everyone. Yeah. You're not my mister. Why are you in my house? You're not my mister. Get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Zach, Zach's, uh, Zach, good people. I know. I guess, personally, if you still, I'm hurt because you just left and I know he hurt you. And I know that my own emotions come into play here, but he hurt you. And he upset you and disappointed you, and that's not okay with me. I'm pretty, <coughs> I don't. I don't. We're talking about him. Mr. Potato Head or Muscle Pop? Muscle Pop. Muscle Pop. I know. I've never been in that experience before where someone's liked me so much like that. And then there was another person and I've, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I want, that's why I want everyone to be okay and get along. I don't like that you got hurt because of me. I feel responsible for it. And that eats me up every day. There's no need to feel guilt. It's not your fault. I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed too. I feel like I took someone that was yours. And I don't want to do that if they want to be yours. He's not mine. You are mine. No, I I know. I don't don't mean it in that sense. Like, I mean... I'm trying to reframe it it for you. I don't... I would have never known him if it wasn't for you. I would have never knew this person existed if it wasn't for you. And that's true. But that's bound to happen sometimes because we are two different people. And I'm not good at communicating. I'm not good at meeting other people. And that's fine if... And I trust you. I don't have a romantic relationship with Muscle Pop. Oh my god. What? Your hair looks like the weekend right now. <sighs> I hate you. Amazing. Would you stay on topic? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Hey, you do know my mom. <laughs> <laughs> now, I also want to say that part of the reason why I'm. Mm, this is hard. Talking about feelings is hard. Part of the reason 
why I'm okay with letting that relationship go. It's not just because I recognize that he likes you more. It's not just because I recognize that my personality, people either like me immediately or it takes them some time. It's rare that people dislike me forever unless they dislike my neuroses. This is normally not me they dislike because I'm a likable person. I've made myself so. But they sort of see my vulnerability and they don't like that I'm not more vulnerable. It makes them uneasy. Yeah. What is the real reason? It's not the real reason. It's one of the many reasons. You could say that I'm laying... I'm falling on my own sword. But why do you have to? Because I feel guilty because I said the wrong thing. Now I recognize... That as I said before, he liked you more from the beginning. I think it's just because we're both similar. And puppies. I think that's it. But. If I did fuck up. Then I deserve my punishment. That is one of the things that. That's another one of my like childhood neuroses. I got punished a lot for things I didn't do. But then when I get punished for things I did do, I was like, well, I did it. I deserve to be punished. That's why you're so eager. You were so eager to punish me when I did so bad. It's like, you deserve this. Is that why? I guess. I'll have to think about that more. Makes sense, because you were very vigilant about it. When? About me getting my spankings. Like, you were very, like, you're going to get this. Like, not in a bad way, but, like, you know, you need to, you need to. It's important for you. It's important for you to, like, learn from what you did. Mm-hmm. Like that. So that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, if I did fuck up with him and it's my own fault, then I need to take those consequences. And that sucks. So you don't have to. You say that. I know. But I feel, the way I feel is that. I know, and I'm sorry. That is something I need to do. I'm not trying to disrespect you. And even if, but you have to think about it like this. Like, what if I actually did, though? Did what? What if I actually did? Like, what if there was a chance that, that, you know, all three of us could be in some sort of relationship and through my pressure, I guess, um, pushed him away. So now that door is closed to me. And if the door is open to you and I feel like this relationship could be beneficial for you, then I say, let it go. And I deserve to, I'm not going to stop coveting. I don't think probably not. Or I will. I'll get over it eventually because eventually you'll rule the world so you'll have everything. Yes. I'll have everything. Um, But 
eventually that that desire will pass. But don't you want a partner too? I miss Noah. Yeah. But I'm kind of fine right now. I don't need another partner. And even if I did need another partner, I still... It doesn't change any of what I said. Let me just say that. And I don't even personally... I don't, <coughs> don't want to make this conversation like all about me. Well, we've been talking a lot about me, so I would actually like to talk about you some. Um, so I can get out of the fucking hot seat emotionally. I mean, personally, I I don't know what I want from this relationship. Your, your response and what you were feeling was my main priority with this. My own feelings and what I felt about it were very secondary. But... You know, since he was talking to me and me thinking it over, it really fucking hurt me. Really bad, because I really cared about this person. You know. And they just... Left. Took his ball and went home. You know, my mom did that to me. You don't like being abandoned. You'd like the chance to say goodbye. Is that right? Yes? So I don't know what I want. You don't have to decide right now. I'm sure we'll all get a chance to talk. Muscle Pup is a reasonable person, so we'll all talk eventually. I don't like being abandoned. No, you really don't. You okay? No. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do, honestly. Um You know, if it does turn into some sort of relationship, or even if it's just like a friendship or whatever, like, I I do think it'll be beneficial. Because I know you're right, I know he's a reasonable person, and, you know, does care. You know, and I, and I know where he's coming from. You know, when, you know, you think back when you were first challenging me when I first met you. It's very scary and it's very hard and it's fucking, you know, world shaking. 
it's terrifying. It can be. But it just takes time, and I, I trusted you when you said that. You know, after he stopped responding, and... It's just weird that it's now, when we're both really sad, and... Well, I told you, it's that time of year. People are shacking up. So, the people we lost during the summer, um, the ones we really cared about, we start to miss them more. And it's the time of, like, reconciliation. Fall? Yeah. No. Summer's a wild time. Lots of things happen. And fall is the time where they settle back down. And get quiet and cozy for winter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt you. I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt you. And I don't want to because I know I hurt you enough by myself. I don't want to hurt your heart like this and I'm scared I'm, I am and I'm going to. What's the scenario that you're afraid of? I'm not exactly sure. But you recognize that these are dangerous waters? Yeah. And it makes me not want to go. Makes me hesitant. For many reasons. I don't want you hurt. No matter what. And I know I hurt you a lot. I mean, I appreciate that the idea of hurting me causes you so much pain. But... I'm sorry. But at the same time... It would hurt me more if you didn't go out in the world and get the things that were available to you that could improve your life or... um, Make you happy. Because you fear hurting me. We don't know what'll hurt me yet. I'm still figuring that out. I know what hurts you. I don't want you to feel alone. And I know I make you feel that way. Well, that's something we can handle as it comes up. If it comes up. And I want you, I, I, want, I want to be clear about this, I want you to consider if what you do will hurt me, yes. 
but with anyone or with this with anything not just anyone anything because I do that for you but at the same time I have to trust that sometimes although it'll hurt you um it'll be something that we can talk through and we can grow on I try to give avoid like unnecessary pain. I don't know. I try to avoid unnecessary pain. Like if there's no reason to hurt you, then there's just no reason to hurt you. But like if you know there's something that can happen that will hurt you, but it will inevitably make you better. Like me telling you the truth about how I feel, or um, you know, lying to you about things that you aren't quite ready to handle. Either way, whatever it means. I mean, I don't think I'm religious or anything, but I think that there may be, you know, this person came back in my life. In both of our lives. Whether he's in a. Relationship with you or not. He's still. A part of both of our lives. Mm -hmm. Even if it's by proxy. And I don't want to say. Maybe there's a reason for that. But I don't know how else to put it. Like maybe. Maybe you. Can both tell. Or maybe, let's just call it, let's refer to us both, like, um, Muscle Pup and ourselves together as a unit, um, the parties, maybe, you know, on his part he can tell that this is a good place for him, like... In our circle of friends or in our orbit. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe things just work themselves out in time, or maybe this will be a landmine. Or a ticking time bomb, or whatever. We don't really know. I don't want to lose you. I think that our foundation is strong enough that we'll be able to see ourselves through any potential drama that may crop up. Not that like he's gonna take me away from you or something like that, but. I just want to lose you. And I'm sorry, because that's selfish. I care about you. And I care about you, but you absolutely cannot live your life out of fear about hurting me at all. 
But I'm going to be hurt. I know you are. You have to take me out of the package sometimes. I, I know. I know you are. You can't just put me in a box on the shelf. But I don't want to be the cause of it. Bubby, you're going to hurt me. I already have. I know. Several times in several ways. I know. And it fucking eats me up. But, like, I'm still here. I don't understand it, but I trust it. And I just want to know I care about you, even though I fuck up a lot. And if you trust that I'm still here, then you should trust that I'll be honest with you about my feelings. And that I won't abandon you, even if we did break up. Unless you did something to hurt me really badly, in which case I would abandon you. But I'm a reasonable person. You look like you're in a lot of pain. Why are you in so much pain when nothing's happening to you? Thinking. My brain hurts. Your brain hurts? No. I, I, I honestly don't really have that much more to say. If you want, if you have more thoughts, I'd be happy to listen um, and give... But your brain is shut down. You had a blue screen of death. I don't... I don't like that my head does this now. Like, I can't take too much information (coughs) or it... Shuts down. It just stops and it hurts. And it, like, it physically fucking hurts. It's like a headache, but it's inside. Headaches are always of my inside. of my brain, like it's in the middle of my brain. It's That's not, not like your head; it's your brain. I know, <laughs> like it's not a headache. You have a brain ache. Well, but I'd be ha- if you want to keep talking. I didn't really have that much more to say. To be honest with you, I was feeling. Um, Exposed for too long and it was making me uncomfortable. I could tell that's why I was trying to talk more. I'm sorry. You're fine. That's why I was scared to even tell you that he messaged me because I didn't want it to hurt you. But at the same time, I can just not tell you. Because I have to be honest with you about things. And if I'm not honest with you about this, when it isn't that big of a deal, then how am I able to be honest with you about something big? And that's why I told you. And I appreciate that. And I'm glad you did. Because it gives us something to talk about. It doesn't become this... uh, hot button topic that starts causing you anxiety every time you pick up the phone to talk to him 
So I don't want you to feel like I don't love you. I don't feel like you don't love me. I feel like I feel like you're gonna feel mad at me at some point. And I might. But you have to learn to let me be mad at you. And you're gonna take it out on me. Stop talking into the mattress. The microphone can't hear you. You're gonna take it out on me. When I'm mad, do I take it out on you? Sometimes. When? You said that you do sometimes. But if you don't notice, then why are you scared of it? Inevitable. Why don't we table this discussion? You seem done. It's after midnight. We really need to turn that fucking air conditioner back on because I'm sweating like crazy and... Um, to be honest, I don't want to be vulnerable anymore, so I'm going to shut it down. <laughs>